Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual, amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. We'll be answering your questions about everything you want to talk about. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Samantha starts this hour in Minnesota. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, Samantha. Hi, Dave. This is Allison. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I said my name. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Starting off good here. My question is that um, I am wondering whether I need to sell my home to pay off the rest of my debt or whether I need to um, accept a gift from my parents to um, pay off the debt. Okay. Uh, How old are you? I'm 35. And how much do you owe on your home? I owe about 250. How much other debt do you have? About 12,000. I have um, worked that down quite a bit thanks to your help. Um, but it's, I keep on bouncing back and forth between baby step one and two now, um, just based on recent events that keep putting things in my path. Okay. Like what? Um, but like last summer, my AC went out. Um, this year, I had a lot of uh, vet bills. And medical what do you expenses. make? I make 80000 a year. Okay. Well, vet bills and an AC should not cripple you making eighty grand a year. I have Over made a two lot years. of progress. I'm sorry? Yeah, I have made a lot of progress. Okay. So how quick would you pay off 12000 if we took all this out of the equation, if it was just up to you? Just up to me. Um, I could probably get it out, you know, and then, I mean, I, if I took on, like, another weekend job, probably, you know, six to eight months. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. And so, uh, and, and, and so you don't have to sell your house to get out of debt. My... My house is a little bit more than my um, than the twenty five percent that you recommend. Though of my a my little bit more doesn't make me sell it. Okay, okay, your house is not out of line. I mean, your house is close to out of line, but it's not it's not fifty percent of your take home pay. No, no. You know, it's it's it might be twenty eight percent or something, right? No, well, with the HOA, it's thirty percent. Yeah, um, that's not going to kill you. Know, you. With my debt. Not going to kill you. Yeah. This is a guideline to keep you from being house poor. So it's not a it's not a Pharisee thing where if you're one and a half percent over, you got to sell your house. It's not it's not what we're doing. We're just trying to say don't be house poor, and you're not house poor. I'd rather you be a little that, bit lower, but I don't think you have to sell your house unless you want to sell your house. Okay, so if mom and dad give you twelve thousand uh, dollars, what's the downside of that? Are they controlling? Are they going to be giving you a hard time or? No, no. I think, you know, the I would want to pay it back to them, you know, anyway, just, you know, no. before they retire. No, that's not, a, that's not a gift. That's a loan. So the downside is they don't really have the 12000 They're too broke to no, do they, it? No, they have it. How much do they, they have? have? It, Are they millionaires? Yes. Then they don't need $12,000 from you. It's a gift. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. It's a what's, gift. What's, what's got I, why you can, so you, why can you not accept a gift? I just don't want to feel like I'm enabling myself in a situation that, 
is going to that is that isn't good for me like because for example the loan i have on my house is a 30-year loan it's not a 15-year loan like you recommend so i you know I've, i've been kind of coaching myself to get in more of the mindset where i get into you know a house 15 year loan set um you know interest rate and then um and potentially sell this house and i, I just feel like okay, if well, i accept that that gift from them i'm kind of enabling myself no well, the twelve thousand dollars going away still the house is still exactly the same situation so it's not enabling the yeah. house it's enabling the debt but you've already broken the cycle on the debt haven't you yeah, I, I think so. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that, yeah. Have they given like, you money before and you've messed back up and fallen off the wagon? They have given, they helped me with the down payment on my house, and I did pay that back to them, though. Okay. All right. Okay, you're, you're, okay here's the thing. You're 35 years old. You do not have to prove your maturity to your parents by repaying. It's not like, well, she needs to learn her lesson. No, you don't. That's not That's not the thing, okay? That's just not a thing. If you can accept the gift and there's no strings attached and your parents aren't freaks and they're not dogging you about going on vacation after you got a $12,000 gift from them or something like that, then I think you should learn to accept the gift. You need to learn to be a, a, a receiver as well as a giver. And no, it is not a loan. Do not take it as a loan. Either don't take it or take it as a gift. And, um, and I don't think that makes you irresponsible, and I don't think you're enabling. Nothing you've told me indicates that. I would tell you. You know I would. Dave, I think I hear some self-loathing or some you're still punishing yourself like you've yeah. bought into the baby steps and you believe it. And listen, you've done a great job to get to this moment. Yeah. You don't need to feel guilty about receiving a gift that will fast forward you being able to start paying your house off. And I, I just sense that you feel just the fact that you said, I, I don't want to enable like you're still feeling shame and guilt over maybe past financial decisions. Yeah. I think you got to be free from that. Yeah. Rear view mirrors are smaller than windshields and that's called grace. So you look in the rearview mirror enough to not to, to stay aligned, and, and but it doesn't define your future. Your future is defined by the windshield. So here's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes, and then you can go do whatever you want. Okay, number one, as I said, I'm not going to do anything as a, as a loan. Period. No relative loans. No loans. We're out of the debt business. Period. Shifting it from relative to relative debt from credit card debts. Dumb idea. Just pay it off. Forget it. Okay. If you're going to take it, take it as a gift and a smile. No strings attached. No problems. Number one. Number two, as far that leaves us with just the house then and the $80,000 income and a 30-year mortgage is 30% of your income, including HOA. Do you have to sell that? No. Should you reevaluate it? Yes. And I would. what I would do if I woke up in your shoes is I'd take the gift, I'd pay off the debt, I'd set my budget up, and I'd work on my career to get my income up enough that I could start paying this house like a 15 at a reasonable rate. So if you got your income to 100000 this whole thing changes. And so I'm going to give myself 36 months to get my income to 100 to 110. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to talk about selling the house. That's if I'm stuck at 80 for the next five years, I'm probably going to sell the house. But if I can see a curve on my income going up and this house starts to be a smaller and smaller percentage of my income, therefore I can put it on a 15-year schedule because I'm debt-free because I accepted the gift and I'm on a budget, then I'm keeping the house. But um, nothing um, – uh, you, are, you are a very precise, very detailed person. And that works to your advantage. In this case, you are, have got a little bit of paralysis of the analysis. 
And so, um, I, in other words, cut yourself some slack, kiddo. You're doing so much better than your emotions and your sentence structure tells us you think you're doing. So I think you're doing great. That's how I would play it if you want to. This is The Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today thank you for joining us in less than two weeks we're kicking off the building wealth tour and uh it's been incredible to see the buzz around these life-changing events at these events uh you'll learn the best way to buy to build real lasting wealth it's uh, me and ken coleman dr john deloney george camel rachel cruz yesterday we announced a sellout in san antonio uh, and that there was a few tickets left in the second Phoenix night. Today, I'm going to tell you, Phoenix is sold out both nights. Wow. So it's gone. It's gone. We have one city that is not sold out. That's Minneapolis. And they have uh, less than about 60 or 70 tickets. So if you want to come to the live event this fall called Building Wealth, you are going to be in Minneapolis unless you already have your ticket. Passes uh, start as low as $25. You can get a four-pack starting at $60. Bring a group of your friends and come out to Building Wealth. I'll be speaking. We'll be doing panel discussions. We'll be signing books, taking pictures, hanging out with you guys. And we are ready to go. So Phoenix, September 12 and 13 sold out thank you phoenix thank you ktr ktar listeners we love you guys sacramento november the first sold out minneapolis november the 10th almost sold out i'm not kidding you people get your tickets san antonio november doesn't have the date on here where is it where is it 15th sold out november 15th sold out so it's exciting oh it's very exciting I'm glad we're going from Minneapolis to San Antonio. I'm a southerner, and I need to thaw out after that November Minneapolis state. But that's a oh, great city. Cold, will it? No, it's just a bad joke. Yeah, Minneapolis okay. is a great, great, great city for all things Ramsey Solutions. Always great crowds. All of these markets, as you can tell, well, these by are the all response. three to five thousand person venues. Yeah, just unbelievable response. Yeah. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. Turns out there's still a lot of capitalist pigs out there. They want to learn how to build well. <laughs> That's us, man. Sound effects brought to you by Dave Ramsey himself. We believe it, man. We believe it. (laughs) We is that. All right. Brock's with us. Speaking of Minneapolis, Brock, do you have your tickets yet? I actually do. I'll be there. Awesome. Very nice. Awesome. You know anybody needs to come? Uh, well, probably almost everyone in Minneapolis, to be honest with you, but for sure, for sure there's four of us coming. Okay. Hey, for sure. I'm going to give you two more tickets to give to some of your friends. Okay. That's fun. I, I will definitely take those. I got some people in mind. Okay. That's when we great. get done, I'll put you on hold, Austin, and give them to you. How can we help? Well, I need some advice here. Speaking of being a capitalist pig, um, basically the last four years I've been working at a electronic repair shop. And it's been great, but I have determined it's my time to leave. And now I'm at kind of a weird crossroads. 
So it's either in the last four years, I found a side hustle that I've been extremely blessed at and in doing. And essentially for the part-time work, it's been equivalent to my current salary per year. Or it's either I continue doing my side hustle and make it into a full-on business, or maybe just because I do have a background in some sort of IT working at this electronic repair shop, would it be better to go more corporate style IT by going through like the proper certifications, get a corporate 40 hour a week job? So I'm essentially trying to ask, when did you determine that it was a good fit to try to be an entrepreneur and to potentially make more than what a corporate safe job would be? Mm. Uh, well, I want Dave to answer that from his standpoint, but I, but real quick, you know, I, Jim Collins, who wrote the book Good to Great, and uh, a whole series of books under, under really the most famous research done on company strength, uh, he once got a question like this from one of his business school students, and he looked at him and he said, what makes you think the corporate job is so safe? Uh, because you can't control uh, a, a leader doing something crazy like an Enron situation. He said, if you want to paint your own portrait with your own business, I would tell you that that is more safe uh, long term because you are controlling what you are doing with the business. And you've proven to this point that you've got this thing going and right now sustained it at a level uh, and you could grow it presumably so the corporate IT job uh, to me it could be a both and it would the corporate IT job uh, make you more money in the short term and allow you to put more resources into the side hustle until you get that side hustle built up to the point that you can walk from the day job right into the side hustle but that is also based on the fact that would you go all in on your business right now if you knew it would pay you what you're making now and then some so what's the answer to that question yeah, I mean, the answer is like right now, you know, I'm currently at, uh, you know, the, my salary position, I'm doing full time. And at this point, I've already racked up all the part time hours besides, you know, going into sleep schedule. Right. So I, I don't think I could expand it anymore, whether I'm in my current job or a different job. But in terms of being able to put into a viable business, um, essentially, the only thing I'm really missing is retail and then a uh, retail location and then obviously putting all my full-time effort into it. So how much cash would you need to have? Because we don't want you to ever go into debt to try to expand a business. So how much cash would you need in the form of resources to be able to go full-time on the side hustle? Um, I would say a, a good nest egg would be anywhere between 80 to 90 to start off with. That should cover my first year, essentially. Then um, the corporate I'm IT job. Halfway there. Okay, so so you're halfway there. So let's call it your 45, 40, 45. And so the corporate IT job would become a very viable option for me if I were in your shoes, if it allowed me to make more money so that I can get to that nest egg faster. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a stepping stone, though. It's no. not an answer. Yeah, it's just a stepping stone. Right. That's right. It's, so not, right. it's not the, the long. It's the not two, long ball. Right. And if I were to take like some sort of like corporate IT job, it wouldn't be necessarily exactly what I'd be doing on my own business. What is your own business? So essentially I buy and sell and refurbish electronics that people don't want. And then I, you know, sell them on online platforms. And then obviously corporate IT job is going to be more so uh, trying to sustain and customer or not customer client help or uh, even, you know, internal helping of IT issues. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay. 
Yeah, your side hustle's killer. Mm-hmm. It's killer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's really no wrong answer here, bro. What are you making now a year? Uh, currently, my salary is about 55, and then I'm on track for this year. My side hustle, I should clear about 50 to 60. Can you live on 50 to 60? I mean, I used to be living on 40, so. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't ask. Work. I said, can you live on 50? <laughs> I didn't ask what you used to do. Are you Absolutely, married? I could. Nope, I'm single. Well, my girlfriend is probably going to be listening to this. Can you pay your bills? Yes. On 50 to 60? Yep, and I have no debt. Can you not open with the 45 you've got and keep making 50 to 60? So right now I just got out of the Marine Corps Reserve. I just did my six years. So the reason why I'm leaving my current job is because I'm trying to continue my service, and I'm thinking of going National Guard or Air National Guard. So that's going to be a natural break since I'll have to leave potentially for three to nine months to get trained in this new military occupation. I figured on my way back, once I finally get back, then I would probably start the business or continue to get certifications to go be, uh, serve. Uh, Listen, I, I'm a huge fan of the National Guard and the military. Thank you for your service. I'm so confused why you're confused. Why do you need to go do that? I, uh, you know, I just feel like it's just a calling that I have. I just enjoy I enjoy the people. I, I like the clowns, maybe not the circus in its entirety, but, uh, you know, to be able to, to get some sort of change with and, and lead people is what I really enjoyed, at least in the Marine Corps. Feels bifurcated to me. Feels like you got three different things you're passionate about. You need to pick one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think it's going to hurt your dream of making this side hustle the full-time gig. You're um, already making $45,000 a year, yeah. $50,000 a year, doing the thing you think you want to go do love. Go do that and lead people. And serve your country by being a small business person. Um, I'm not opposed to you being in the military, but I would, I would pick. I wouldn't take nine months off, shut your business down, then come back and try to open it. You're chasing your tail, man. You need to make a call here. This is The Ramsey Show. Coleman Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tracy is with us in Fort Myers, Florida. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi. It's a pleasure to speak to you both. You too. How can we help? So yesterday I was laid off. Whoa. And, uh, well, you know, Sounds like it was unexpected. Uh, it was. However, I'm in a rare situation from, I think, a lot of people in that I recently came into some inheritance, a decent chunk. I am completely debt-free, including the house. Um, so, and it's within, like, my mom died on Christmas Day, and oh. I, it, it's, it's all, this has been a, a heck of a year. Anyway, oh, um, thank you. And so I, my job, I'm in HR. I had sleep privileges where I work, and so uh, the irony is I sold my personal car that I hadn't driven in a year last week, and now I have 13 days to get a car. So no and, notice at all on this layoff. That's just weird. No, nah, yeah. I mean, it is it is what it is. I'm just trying to roll with the punches. And I yeah. think 
the the scariest part for me is I now have more money than I've ever had, and I still and you know you're not supposed to make big major decisions with grief being so recent. I what was the, you know, car, the car that you sold last week? What was it? It was a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. And what did you sell it for? Four thousand, and they put it online for eighty nine hundred. <laughs> Whoa! They turned around and reflipped it on you, huh? Oh yeah, I mean the pictures. While I was waiting for them to come back with how much they were going to give me, they the the pictures I had the plates and everything on it that um, they end up bringing back to me. So it was crazy. But um, and okay, I almost so how much money do you, how much money do you have in cash? Oh, I have over five hundred thousand. Okay, so go so buy, so go buy a car. What's the problem? Well, because I am not used to having this kind of money, and my mindset is still that I should go get a cheap car, a hoopty. But I know after working in the realm that I've worked in where I could drive a different car all the time, I know what I want. I'm just afraid to spend that kind of money because I've never had that choice before. So I just feel like I need permission from you to okay. say, yeah, go out and spend 40000 on you. I really want a Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> okay. But they're expensive. <laughs> okay. Are you buying a one-year-old one or something? A couple years, yeah. I don't know that I'd want to go more than two or three. Okay. What did you make at your job that you got lost? 75. And what are you going to make at the next job, 85? I hope so. Uh, and honestly, I'm kind of, I'm not, I don't know that I need to look right now with the holidays. And I need to, it's going to be crazy with the first year without my mom. She died on Christmas Day. So I think this is a sign that I should just kind of, not rush into anything until maybe after the first of the year. You guys tell me, but that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. Okay. There's two separate questions on the table. Number right. one, let's, <laughs> let's deal with the easy one. Go buy a car. And okay, yes, you can afford it. You. you can afford a $40,000 car. You have a half million dollars cash in the bank. You make, 80, okay. you make $80,000 a year. You do okay. not want to buy a $70,000 car. No, I would and never. And you do not need to buy it? Well, you might. I mean, I'm just making sure. Mm. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but I mean, if, if I wouldn't spend more than half of what you think you're going to be making. Okay. And so 40 with you making 80 is okay. okay. 60 with you making 80 is not okay. Right. Just because you got um, the money. Okay. So that, yeah. that, that okay. would be my guideline. And so that gives you permission okay. to do a lot. And okay. just take, and take your time on that. Go rent you a car for a week so you're not in a hurry and, get, and, and pay too much for a car. And that's what I was afraid of. Yeah. yeah just slow down. Go, go, just go down the rental car place and rent a car for a week. Okay. And just rent what you think you want to drive, by the way. Go ahead and rent you a Jeep Cherokee. Well, the irony is that I just got laid off from a rental car company, so that's why I know what I want to drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this gets better and better almost, every minute. Yeah. Okay. Did you get now, severance? Two years. I've had almost two years of driving pretty much whatever I like, so now, I, so I'm me, like, I know what I want. <laughs> let's move on to the next question, and I want my career okay. expert next to me to step in, but I'm yeah. gonna, before he does, I'm just going to be Papa Dave, okay? Okay. You, you lost your mom, and then you surprise got kicked in the teeth, mm-hmm. and you walked in and got devalued instantaneously last week. Mm-hmm. So your, confident, your confidence <laughs> is a little bit shaken. Mm-hmm. And um, I would prefer you get back on the horse quicker than the first of the year for that reason, because I want you to get back on the horse because I want you to regain some of your some of your swagger <laughs> and just the grieving of your mom, which is fine and normal, and you should. Uh, but also in the middle of that, you had somebody walk in and say, "You don't have any value. Hit the street." And I, I want to tell you, you got a lot of value. 
Thank you. And when you land that new job, that's them telling you you got another lot of value. And I don't want you to wait till the first year to hear that message again. Okay. That's just Papa Dave talking. But Ken? No, I appreciate it. No, yeah, I, appreciate I, it. I, I agree with that um, because you're really a victim of a lot of fear out there around recession and things like this. And a lot of companies, they staff up and then they staff down. And it really wasn't personal at all. It's why you really didn't even see it coming. We hear about this every day. My question is, do you have a severance at all? Uh, yeah, just two weeks because I've not been there quite two years. Yeah. Well, I, I think I would echo Dave. And what I want you to do, though, is I like the idea of reflection. And you've got you've got at least a month, uh, you know, bef- you know, of just kind of going. Where do I want to go? And looking into all of the possibilities. But you know, one of the the big hiring times for a lot of companies is in November. And so uh, I I would actually take advantage of of getting back on the horse pre-holiday. We still have a very hot job economy. So I want you thinking now because you've got financial freedom. What is it that you really want to do and why do you want to do it? And I'm just curious. You got something at the top of your mind without trying to make it sound pretty? What is something that you would yeah. do? What is it? Tell me. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in real estate, but I'm afraid because the market is so saturated with realtors. Mm, yeah. Market slowed down. That calls them out pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about this for 10 years and I've just never uh, done it because because the people who are in it that I'm that I've asked the questions, I mean, they're real. You're going to pay a lot of things out of your own pocket. You might not make money the first year. You know, it's that's scary. Now I have that freedom. I know I could, but I'm still, it's still, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the amount of money that I have. And so in my mind, I keep trying to forget about it so that I don't go crazy. Well, okay. So I want Dave to comment on the real estate. The guy's been in real estate a long time and he knows, but I just want to tell you something that now is the time for you to do this. You've been thinking about this for 10 years. You didn't ask for permission for me on this issue. I'm going to give you permission (laughs) without you asking. You need to get qualified now. Now is the time for you to get studied up. and, And I want you to find some different real estate people who have a much different outlook. You've been hanging around some people who are giving you the negatives. Um, I don't, need to know the context of those conversations but the fact is you can win and you can win big even in this real estate economy if you are committed to do it committed to get good at it committed to work with a a broker who's going to mentor you and guide you and invest in you you can do this yeah and you need to do it starting next week go ahead and get your license signed up for to take your test and jump in and find a broker and 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 get all your groundwork and everything in done this fall uh, to where January one you hit the ground running wide open, mm-hmm. cooking wow, with, cook, 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 cooking with gas in January one, yeah, yeah, in a new chair yeah. in, a, in a in a used Jeep Cherokee, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank and, you. and listen, if you make zero money for six months and it starts to scare you, go get a job. Okay. After January, okay. Right. But, uh, okay. but I yeah, but I, I think you you take the time, align yourself with a great broker. Get the groundwork, because it's going to take a little while to study for, sit for, take the test, get the results back, get signed up at the Board of Realtors, all the stuff you do. You got to, you know, you, it takes a, a hot minute to get to get set up. You don't just walk in and in a week you're selling real estate, in most cases anyway. And so, um, yeah, that, that's exactly what I do. I, I would start, I would just go ahead, it, it's time. Burn the ships. You know, it's an old phrase. That yeah, you, you court, pro- yeah. just, just you approach the island, you burn the ship, I'm all in, I'm not going to fail. No way home. No way out of this deal. Yeah. You know, Dave, it, that is true about real estate or any sales job that's, that's straight commission. You At some point, you got to commit to go, I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm well, going to do whatever it takes. And, and, you know, in Fort Myers, Florida, <laughs> you're going to be just fine. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. That's correct. It's not exactly a slow market. 
Yeah, and it's not like you have to wait till winter's over. You're in Fort freaking Myers. I mean, come on. So it's not. We where the snow thaws. I don't think so. It's not going to be a problem. It's true. All right, there you go. Get after it, kiddo. Let us know how it turns out. This is the Ramsey Show. Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Gary is with us in Chicago. Hey, Gary, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. It's really a pleasure. Um, my question is this. My wife and I, about we're 50 years old. Uh, about 10 years ago, we figured out what we wanted our retirement to look like. And I should mention we found you about one year ago. So pre-Dave Ramsey, we've we developed a plan and we want our retirement to look like a vacation property in Keogh Island, a vacation property in Park City, Utah, and somewhere else, a third primary home. And so what we did was we went out and bought a rental property in both of those two locations, uh, took out a mortgage on both of those two, while we still had a mortgage on our primary residence as well. For five years, as we bought those properties, we got them in about five years ago, we've been short-term renting them, they cash flow positive. They've been great. We have better than 50% equity in all three of our properties, our primary residence and the two rentals. But we realize that's not the Dave Ramsey way. But we've got a good income, a good net worth, the cash flow positive. We're about 10 years away from retirement. And this is like our dream. So I kind of want to know what you would do. It sounds like based on your personal experience, we've got some risk. Well, I think everyone would agree that debt equals risk. And more debt equals more risk. Agreed? Very much, yeah. Okay. We, so, we have no other consumer debt. That, so. well, that means you have yeah. less risk than other people yeah. who have a lot of debt, but you have some risk. So I can't tell what it is. So how much mortgage debt do you have? So to keep the numbers real simple, we owe $500,000 on each of the three properties. Our primary residence. So you have a million and a half in mortgage debt. Correct, but better than 50% equity I heard all in that. each of those properties. Yeah, okay. And, and your net worth is what? One point, I'm sorry, 3.3 3 net worth. So what's the other one and a half in? Or one uh, eight, one eight four, in? So it's, it's uh, 401ks and uh, brokerage accounts. Okay. And how old are you guys? We're 50, and our household income is 400000 Okay. I'm not panicking about this. Um, the only thing I would adjust is, let uh, you know, here, here's the thing, okay? It's not a Dave Ramsey thing. Um, it's just a when you when you scour the people who have a net worth of one to fifteen million, we find in the data, and we did one of the largest studies of millionaires ever done a few years ago. We find in the data some commonalities meaning that they're causal, okay? It, these things okay. caused people to have this net worth. 
Uh, one is they did what you did. They built a really nice retirement plan, nice 401k. They usually got a million, million and a half, like you've got, in your 401ks, your brokerage accounts, your retirement accounts, okay? Two is they have paid for real estate, their home. So as an example, a scaled-down version of where you are, what we found in the millionaire study a lot was a, a, a guy or gal, a couple, with a, a $600,000 paid-for house and a million dollars in their 401k. So you got a million dollar net worth, or million point one point five, one point six net worth, and they have zero debt. And um, we find them at fifty two years old, a lot like that. Like we found thousands of those that were millionaires. It sounded just exactly like that. So what we've figured out is is that paid for real estate going into retirement, having zero debt real estate or anything going into retirement is a stabilizing factor. And it makes your retirement a lot less stressful. So you said you're 50? We're 50. Yeah. And so if I woke up in your shoes, uh, would I panic and go, oh, Dave Ramsey says I got to get out of debt? No, this is all real estate debt. Okay. Uh, yeah. But you make 400 freaking thousand dollars a year. So how fast do we pay off with all these rents well, coming in, too? How fast do we pay off this million and a half? Well, well I'm definitely going to do it in a decade. Yeah, since I met you and online, what we've been doing, we've created a little debt-free chart, and what we've decided to do is we've taken the rental property with the highest interest rate on it, and we're going very intentional with that one. So all extra income, whether it's household or whether it's rental, is going to court against that one, and then we're going to pay off the other rental. And then what we plan on doing as we retire is whatever equity is in our primary home, we're going to downsize into something that size so we have no primary mortgage on our primary home. Well, or here's the other thing. Your million eight will be 3.2 in seven years if it's in good mutual funds. Yep, which it is. Yeah. And so you reach in there and touch it when you hit 60 and just pay it off and keep it if you like the primary. You don't necessarily That's have to downsize thing. the primary. How quickly can you pay off a million dollars of the million and a half? Well, I've got the one house planned at four years. It's a half million on that one. So I would think two we could do in eight years. Probably even quicker because once we get one paid exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see you do the whole thing in about eight. I think we can. I think we can. Yeah, so if you get to 59 and a half, you got anything left, just take a little out of your retirement account and pay it off. If you like all three properties still and you still like your plan, the only thing I did was disturb you about the debt, setting you up on a decade or less to be clear of the debt. If I'm in your shoes, I think that's fine. And let me tell you what will end up happening. You're going to get obsessed with this. You're going to end up doing it quicker. <laughs> I've, Dave, I've already, I've already got a side hustle with my income. Trust me. I'm going, <laughs> he's he's, I'm doing, going he's driving an Uber, making 400 ask, What is your side hustle? Do you mind us asking? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's logistics. So there's companies around Chicago that will help you deliver, let you deliver things. It's, it's like doing DoorDash, but just not DoorDash. It's Look, kind of those kind of things. Yeah. That's hilarious. 400000 and he's got himself my a side wife, hustle. My wife, I love my it. wife thinks I'm nuts. You she are. Thinks I'm well, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah, you kind of are. What do you do? What do you do uh, for a living? Uh, we're both in sales management. So I, yeah. I, I hear you talk about the virtues of sales careers. We, we, we've been living sales our whole life and wouldn't change it for a thing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Here's what happens, okay? as you Now you have a new goal that's got you fired up. Your sales are going to go up. Yeah, but the level we are in sales now, we're out of the commission world. We're in like the salary and bonus because we're in management now. So it's salary and bonus. So oh, okay. going up helps a little bit, but not as much as it would if you were commissioned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. you could do a side hustle with sales training 
for non-competing companies, you'd make a whole lot more in DoorDash. Mm, that's exactly but Just right. what do I know? But yeah. Anyway, you're doing great, man. I'm so proud of you. It's so cool. I appreciate you getting fired up on our stuff. And all it's going to do is just increase your peace level as those debts start dropping off. And even putting them in the crosshairs and knowing when they're going to drop off, the mm-hmm. peace comes just from doing that. Mm-hmm. Even though you hadn't gotten there yet, just knowing you're going to be able to pull the trigger and knock them out. That's the thing. So yeah, that that's beautiful. Yeah. You'll probably end up doing the whole thing in about six years. That's going to be my production, my, my prediction. And uh, just just this guy, he his mind is already moving. So that's what, I mean, we see people do it all the time. Very seldom do you hit your goals on this stuff. You almost always hit them early. That's right. Well, and when you're focused, right, whether it's losing weight or relationship growth, when you're focused towards a goal, then what happens is things begin to move in your favor that you didn't see. And we hear that all the time. And it's just a function of intentionality and 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 hyper focus activity and just things fall your way. And you know, I, I actually would say, you know what, you're getting bonus probably on team performance. Instead of the DoorDash, I'd be working with these individual team members that you and your wife manage and lead. Help them grow, help them hit new goals. Boy, is that gonna be fun and probably gonna fatten those bonuses I would guess if I was leading a sales team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff you can do. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, um, but your your overall plan is not out of control, but keeping those debts forever would not be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just develop a plan for getting rid of them in some reasonable period of time and, uh, and or when you hit 59 and a half, cash them out, cash out because you're going to be sitting on in excess of $3 million, probably in excess of $4 million in those retirement accounts at that point, not counting your real estate. Mm-hmm. And the real estate will have continued to go up too. So you're going to, you know, you're going to retire at 65 with a $7 million net worth, give or take. Wow. That's a trek you're on. Uh, if you can, especially if you continue make a freaking 400 grand, you know, that's, that does help the equation a little bit, but, um, up through some number of those years. So it's going to put you in a great, great place. Um, well, Dave, I can't be a baby steps millionaire. I don't make 400 grand. 33% of the people that we found that became millionaires in North America, starting from nothing with no inheritance, did so with an income less than $100,000. The third most likely category of career to become a millionaire in the study was teachers. Number one was engineer, number two was accountant, number three was teacher. So there you go. Those are facts. They're not wishes. And they're not a political statement. So if you don't agree with them, you're what's known as wrong. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. Ever wondered how to win in business and leadership? I'm George Camel, host of the Entree Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear exceptional advice, origin stories, and practical strategies for success. These weekly conversations with America's brightest business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs will help you succeed in all areas of business and leadership. Listen to the Entree Leadership Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.